Hello, hello. It is Dominique Beaumonte, and this is Season with Salt. I am happy to be with you. This is the third installment of Mastering Mondays. I owe a serious grit of gratitude. What did I say? Gratitude. I owe a serious debt of gratitude to all of you who have taken the time to listen to my podcast. The last two uh, episodes in particular have been massive with regard to uh, your response, and I really, really appreciate it. I want um, to say that your listening, your sharing, your sending me text messages saying, hey, I listened, I was motivated, I really appreciated it, um, is not just patting me on the back, um, but it is affirmation that it pays to be obedient uh, to God. So I really, really appreciate those of you who always listen. I appreciate the new listeners. I appreciate everybody. And I'm just happy that God um, has decided to use me on this platform um, to talk about him. All right, you guys, you guys, you folks, you peeps, I have been really um, energized by planning these episodes. And sometimes I just be reading the Bible and something will pop out. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is for um, Mastering Mondays. I just know that. Um, this week, I am going to be talking just a little bit about um, Matthew, the 12th chapter. So for you Bible readers, go to Matthew, the 12th chapter, and read it on your own time. If you don't read the Bible, you will not necessarily need to read Matthew 12 to understand where I'm coming from today. I want to talk um, in particular about critics. I love what Aristotle said about critics, or he what he said about criticism, rather. He said that criticism is something that we can avoid easily by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. Listen, I'm going to read that again. Criticism is something that we can avoid easily by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. I love this quote, and I have said, as I've said in the last couple of weeks, I believe that this is the season where God is calling us to productivity and production. I believe that this is the season where God wants us to come out of our shell and to be our best possible selves. I do not believe that we're supposed to be sitting in this season waiting for the coronavirus to go away. I do not believe that we are supposed to be living idly until something happens next or somebody releases us to do something. I believe that God is using um, people to inspire us to feel released from the things or to feel released rather to do the things that he's already put in our heart to do. And so I want to say to you that you have already been released. If you need some motivation in that area, feel free to listen to episode 40, which was last week where I talked about feeling and being free to move forward, being free to go. This week, I want to talk about the importance of being hungry. Hungry, uh, in, 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 in the context for which I want to talk about it, is when um, we have this gut desire um, to be successful, to move forward, to answer the call, that gut 
thing that we have in our heart that we're supposed to do. It's the the motivation that we wake up it with in the morning when we um, have that idea that we just want to make come to fruition. It's the thing that powers us um, to do a good job in the things that we have. Uh, it's that motivation that we have um, when we stay up late studying um, and we stay up late brainstorming and thinking about um, the things that we want to do. So that's the hunger that I'm talking about. And anytime that we are hungry for something, we can always anticipate that there's going to be people who are critics of our every move. They're going to be people who doubt um, us. And to be quite frank with you, some people just doubt you because you have confidence to do things that they don't have the confidence to do, right? They're, 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 They're allowing their inability to see beyond themselves and to see the power of God manifested in their life. They're taking that weakness that they have in themselves and they're projecting that on you. In other words, if they can't do it, you can't do it either. Either, right? You'll hear people saying, oh, well, how's your little podcast going? My podcast is not little, right? <laughs> this is the, what the Lord gave me and it's big. And I, I declare that um, one of the things I can even talk about this podcast, because there are times when um, when I first started this podcast, I'm like, yeah, everybody's going to listen. All my friends are going to listen. Everybody's going to like it. Everybody's going to share it. They're going to be like, cool. I have a friend with a podcast. Not quite. Like, People really, I mean, they know I have a podcast, but they don't be all in my face about it, right? And I don't know how to promote it that well, so I, I'm not, like, sticking it down people's throat. But what I have noticed is that sometimes I would be reluctant to talk about my podcast in certain spaces because I would feel like people would diminish it or people would laugh at it or people would say, oh, ha, 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 who listens to your podcast? How many people? In fact, I've seen a glimpse of somebody else's podcast numbers one time and felt like, oh, my gosh, like, their numbers are so gigantic interests and mine are not like I should just stop doing this altogether like the 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 thing that sometimes ruins us is our taking our focus off of what we believe God has put in our hearts and our minds to do so we become unfocused right we have a dream and we we can see the dream we can almost feel the dream we study the dream we talk to our friends and our loved ones about the dream and then we can see things getting in the way of that dream and we become discouraged right and so a part of staying hungry is staying focused on what you believe your calling is, right? And sometimes it's very hard to do that because critics will get in your face and they will make you doubt what it is that you're supposed to be doing. They will make you feel insignificant about your gifting. They will make you feel like you don't have what it takes. A lot of times they know you have what it takes, but they're jealous, right? If you do it better than them, then you are somehow like diminishing them. And so they don't want you to get ahead of them. And so a part of moving forward, a part of staying hungry is realizing who you are with, who you are associated with, and who is for you, who is in your corner, who powers you. And in my case, it's Jesus Christ. I got to talk about the Jesus Christ that is not only concerned about my soul, but he's concerned about the purpose that I live out on earth. So what does that have to do with Matthew 12? You're going to have to follow me. Matthew 12 is phenomenal. Jesus teaches this masterful lesson to anybody willing to listen or read. When he talks, um, he uses this, 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 this really cool thing. The disciples get hungry. That's all. 
The disciples get that growl in their stomach where they need something to eat. And that's all that this is about. So the Bible says that they get hungry and they pluck a few ears of corn and they start eating it. Jesus, because he is popular and because there are people working very hard to diminish him and derail him from his purpose, they see the guys that Jesus is hanging out with who are supposed to be following him eating corn on the Sabbath day. And they say to Jesus, like, dude, like your disciples are not supposed to be eating corn or doing any kind of work on the Sabbath day and you should know better. And so Jesus starts speaking their language, right? He starts name dropping like, you know, David and some other people in the Bible um, who um, are examples of, 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 of folks that, that hey, but then he kind of uh, restructures the entire conversation. He reminds them that they are focused on the wrong thing. He reminds them, and this is powerful in itself, he says to them, see, if you're really paying attention, you wouldn't be so focused on the law of Moses. You'd be focused on the fulfillment of the law of Moses. So he talks about his own identity. He says, I am the fulfillment of the promise that you have been seeking for, the thing that you have been thinking about, the, 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 this idea that you're working to see in manifestation. It's me, right? And so you're, folks, you're so focused on living out these traditions, living out these systems, living out these rules that you cannot see that I, Jesus Christ, have come to, to, to be the manifestation, the fulfillment of God's law through your system. So they're, they're probably tripping out and Jesus is preaching to them. But I can't help but to think about the disciples that really weren't doing anything wrong, right? They just got hungry on the wrong day. They got hungry in the wrong company. They got hungry on the wrong day. They got hungry in front of the wrong people. And because they got hungry at the wrong time for the wrong people, it brought about criticism. Listen, if you are driven to do anything, if you are driven to meet the needs of your family, you can get, you can bet your bottom dollar that there will be people who will be there to criticize you, that will tell you that you are doing the wrong thing, that you are unfocused, that your drive doesn't make sense. I mean, they were just there. It's like they were watching them so that they can make a mistake. And Jesus is like, no, they're not doing the wrong thing. The thing that I love about the disciples is that they continue to get their needs met. One of the things that we cannot allow other people to stop us from doing is getting our needs met. They were hungry, so they kept eating. They were not moved by the criticism of Jesus's uh, critics. They were like, nah, we're hungry. We don't, we, we don't care what day it is. And, and, and Jesus provides for us some really fundamental things that we can really hold on to when it comes to being hungry and being driven. The, the being with Jesus, this is my first point. I don't, I'm not preaching. I'm just, this is the podcast. But my first thing is that being with Jesus has benefits, right? One of the benefits of being with Jesus as displayed by the disciples is this fearlessness, this unapologetic 
focus, right? They were hungry. They had a need that needed to be met because they were with Jesus. They were not concerned about critics. And I will tell you that if you align yourself with purpose, if you align yourself with promise, if you align yourself with God, then there are some criticisms that won't even phase you. Right. Like if they'll say, why are you why are you doing it that way? Or why are you going to be that? And you're so laser focused on your purpose and, and th- that, that you don't let it phase you. They just kept getting their needs met. They kept doing what they needed to do to make sure that they were nourished. The other thing is that being with Jesus will make you um, apologetic. Like I said, in the company of your critics, right, that you you when you are doing what God wants you to do, you cannot take time to to listen to critics. You cannot stop eating. You cannot um, 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 put your hunger on hold in order to be responsive to critics. Listen, these critics had no concern about the disciples. They were not concerned about their well-being. They were not concerned about their nourishment. They wanted to prove a point. They wanted to distract their progress. And so they were willing to do whatever they that they could to distract their progress. The disciples had to be smart enough to know that we're with Jesus. We will let him handle the critics. That's that's the thing. Now, you cannot carry this this confidence um, when it comes to living hungry. You cannot carry this confidence into your daily um, business affairs if if your work, your passion does not align with your purpose, that God-given purpose inside of you. Your your passion has a, you can't take this practice and apply it to to being a weed seller. I, I hate to bear bad news. So we're not talking about people um, using um, their 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 God-given gift to manipulate people and to destroy systems. We're talking about people who have a, a fundamentally in their heart something that drives them, that keeps them going, and, and, and they just need a little. We're talking about the people who are laser focused on what God is calling them to do. And so Jesus handles their lightweight. Jesus... Um, helps them to focus by not pulling them into a scenario where they have to defend their actions. And that's that's the importance of ensuring that there's congruence and alignment with God. When you are in alignment with God, you don't have to worry about what other people are doing or saying. When you are in alignment with God, you don't have to worry about what people think about what you are doing or saying. You just have to keep on doing what you are supposed to be doing. And I think that that's, that's the crux of the, uh, of the message. They, they got their needs met while Jesus fought their battles. They got their needs met while Jesus fought their battles. They got their needs met while Jesus fought their battle. They had a need, a hunger, a thirst, something that they needed. And, and there were critics that potentially stood in the way. And they kept doing what they needed to do. And then Jesus took care of their critics. Jesus will take care of your critics if you remain focused. If you decide that come hell or high water, I'm going to be focused. I'm not going to let 
public opinion. I'm not going to let what other people think stop me from doing what I'm supposed to be doing. The greatest demonstration of God's power in this particular scripture in Matthew 12 is Jesus says that you all, you critics, you're focused on what the disciples are doing because of what you think about the Sabbath day. This is the day that God set aside for rest. And and, and, and you're thinking like, oh, they're not supposed to be doing that because this is supposed to be the day of rest. You're thinking about this system, but what you are forgetting is that I am Jesus Christ. I am God's son. I am the system. I am the God that is in charge of every system, political system, uh, business system, uh, spiritual system. Listen, if you are with Jesus, this is good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you are with Jesus, there is no system that can stop you from walking in your purpose. If you are walking with Jesus, he says that there will be those that are confused. They will conflate their power. They will think that they can get in the way of your purpose. But if you stick with me, I will fight your battle. Jesus said, my presence supersedes this system that you've got built up in your head right? And so because my presence supersedes this system that you have built up in your head, no power or authority that you have will stop my servant from having their needs met. Bless the name of the Lord. And so Jesus makes it possible for them to live in purpose and to have their needs met and to walk unapologetically because he He affirms them. He encourages them. He handles their lightweight. He takes the attention off of them and puts the attention on him. All they have to do is just get their knee. All they have to do is just stand there and keep going and be faithful and do what it is that they're supposed to do. And Jesus will do the rest. And the same is for us. The same is for us. You're busy, you're driven, you're you're trying to do what it was necessary to get your needs met. You're trying to live in purpose and you've come in contact with critics. Maybe that critic is the bank that won't give you a loan. Maybe that critic is a family member that doesn't think that you are worth it and that you can accomplish your goal. Maybe that critic is a is is an a supervisor at work that doesn't believe that you have the capacity or the potential to walk in what it is that you have to do. Maybe that critic is a academic advisor at your college or university who is telling you um, that you are, you're not fit for it or that you might you don't have what it takes. Whoever and whatever that critic might be, give them to Jesus. What if the disciples would have decided that they were going to tell off the Sadducees and the Pharisees, you don't tell me what to do. I can eat corn when I want to. I can pluck corn if I want to. What if they would have decided that rather than allowing God to fight their battle, they were going to speak for themselves. Guess what? We wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. But because they decided to keep silent and to keep focused and to keep doing what they needed to do to have their needs met, Jesus was like, I will do the rest. And that's what he's saying to us. If you stay hungry, if you stay focused, if you stay trusting, I will do the rest. Stop focusing on critics. You're going to have critics. That's what Aristotle said. He said, as long as you're living and breathing and doing and moving, you're going to have somebody that's standing in your way, that wants to stand in your way, that's going to criticize what you do. Guess what? Keep going. Stay focused. Don't look at them. Look at me. That's it, y'all. 
That that's the practice. Stay hungry. Stay driven. Stay focused. And you know what? There might be somebody that's listening to this this podcast, and maybe you you you, you haven't you haven't started what it is. You haven't started walking in your calling, and so some of this is not going to make sense. Listen. Pray right now and ask God to help you. I'm going to pray right now. I'm going to pray right now and ask God to help you to see what it is that he wants you to focus on. Because the more you become focused, the more some of this is going to make sense, right? The more you become focused, the more you're going to begin to see. Some folks are not criticizing you because they don't even see the potential in you to do something right? As soon as you start walking your purpose, you're going to become a threat to somebody. Oh yeah. As soon as you start doing what God wants you to do, you're, guess what? Somebody is threatened by the fact that I got a podcast, <laughs> right? Because to them, they don't see me. Um, they, they don't want to see me flourish or, but this is really God's doing, right? And as long as I don't answer the critic and I let God fight my battles and I keep making episodes, guess who's glorified? God is glorified. And as I am glorifying him in my gift, he's defending me. He's my defense. He's my shield. He goes before me. He knows the critics that I will face. And he stands ready to answer their call. He stands ready to defend them. He stands ready to say, oh yeah, you can, you don't, you don't mess with Dominique. And God wants to be that for every one of us, but we have to not stop focusing on the thing that is before us, the need that we have. We have to be focused. We have to be focused. Listen, thank you for listening to this motivation on Monday or with Mastering Mondays or whatever I was calling it. I hope that something was said that will cause you um, to, to awaken something in your spirit so that you decide to continue and to stay focused. And I also hope that you will share this with somebody or some people who might need to hear this. And I think that that would be a blessing to them. Let's say a word of prayer. Father, those who have gotten to this point, who have listened to this podcast, who are encouraged, who have decided, Father, to stay hungry and, and have decided to trust that you will fight their battles. I pray now in the name of Jesus that you will cover them, that you will give them spiritual boldness, that you will touch their heart and mind, Father, that they might be willing and, and, and intensely focused on walking out the plan and the purpose that you have for their life, Father. I pray, God, that you would encourage and inspire them, Father. I pray, God, that you will speak to their mind, their heart, and their spirit, Father, so that they will walk unapologetically in you and through you for your glory. And I thank you, God, for what you're going to do. I thank you for the gifts that you have birthed. I thank you for the innovative ideas that you have birthed. I thank you, God, that those things that even have been laying dormant, Father, that they are alive and awake and enthusiastic, and that because of this word, Father, that you have planted in their heart, Father, that it might even um, um, root up the things and mix up the soil, Father, so that those things can grow um, and, and, and in the space for which this listener, Father, um, is, is planted. And we thank you now. We honor you. We glorify you. We magnify you in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Thank you so much for the time that you have spent listening to Season with Salt. If it's been a blessing to you, send me a text message, write on my wall, tell me that you have listened to this so that I can know that God is touching somebody's heart. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. God bless you.